Welcome to Building Healthy Relationships, the Four Habits podcast, helping you enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work, and win at life. Here are your hosts, Dr. Andrea and John Taylor Cummings, recognized authorities on the subjects of improving work relationships and cultures, as well as couple and home relationships. Welcome. This is podcast episode nine. And nine, today, wow. Yeah, today we're yep. going to start with a question. And the question is, would you like more warmth and less frustration in all your relationships? There's we, a question. We can just imagine everybody <laughs> nodding and saying, yes. Yes, please. please. I'll yes, have please. Yep. Uh, and the question is, how do we do it? And a lot of us think we're doing it but not really getting the results. So how do we do it better? And that's the conversation today where we'll be sharing with you a technique that we found to be amazing mm -hmm. in helping to improve warmth. So if you want to know more about that, stick around. That's what we're covering. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great question and one that it's on the front of everybody's mind. I, I, want, I want this thing better. How do I get that? Um, well, we would say it, it always takes two to tango. Mm. It, every you, you never see somebody tangoing on their own. That would look pretty <laughs> odd. It always takes two two to tango. Um, the the challenge is when we see things going wrong in relationships, we generally assume I had nothing to do with this. It's always the other person's fault. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not blaming the other person. You know, we're, we're not, sorry, we're not excusing the other person. I should say right. for bad behavior. We're certainly not excusing that if they've done something wrong, they behaved, responded badly. They need to take responsibility for that. But generally, the, the, the feeling and the relationship, the warmth, if they're not in a good place, chances are they're not going to respond well. That's so true. And in the moment, it's so easy to say, well, they need to get better yeah. in their behavior. Yeah. But we really need to remember as much as possible that the only person we have control over, the only behavior that we control is our own. Yeah. So what if in that moment of feeling frustrated with the other person, you could help them move into a better place, Absolutely. help them become less frustrated or less angry or to feel less insecure or to feel more supported or more appreciated in the moment. What if we could help them get into a better place? And the thing is, we're probably thinking, but I'm doing that already. I'm doing what I can to make them feel loved and make them feel appreciated or make them feel valued. And we don't doubt that. Of course you are. We all yeah. would be trying to do that. But we can help you understand how to make that land powerfully in a way that will calm ruffle feathers help people just getting to a better place so you can have a better conversation inject more warmth into the situation straight away and then do it on an ongoing basis to keep the relationship warm and healthy and that's the world of love languages. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And love languages was introduced, researched and introduced by Dr. Gary Chapman for over 25 years now. Absolutely. I think he celebrated 25 years of the a book. A few years ago when we went, yeah. we went to the, the launcher or the um, pre -COVID. anniversary of that, I should say. So yeah. we're probably pushing 30 years of this yeah. information being out there, but still so many people haven't heard about yeah. it. So we want to take you on that journey, help you understand what love languages are and essentially it is recognizing that each of us feels most loved most valued most appreciated in one of five key ways that's one of those five key ways would be love's loudest language for us and if we each learned the other person's love language you mm. know in the relationships that are important to us if we learned 
what spoke love or value or appreciation to them most loudly and did that, we would get so much more impact in creating warmth, rapport, mm. less angst, less frustration in, in the relationship if we knew how to do that well. Absolutely. And it, it's also, it's worth noting, actually, that this applies to all relationships. Yeah. So Andrew's spoken so far about the love languages, which are key. Um, Gary Chapman did some work mm, a while ago now. It's probably, 2012, probably. 2012, I think it's probably about then. White. Yeah. yeah. Showing how these langu love languages actually apply in the workplace as well. Now, you may be thinking, hang on a second, why am I showing love in a workplace? Okay, hold on. Now, you call them appreciation languages yeah. in a workplace. Same thing, though. So it's the same, <laughs> same underlying principle. principles, yeah. but it's about how do you make people feel valued, feel appreciated, feel like there's a reason why they're there and, you know, they're, they're, they're um, contributing to, to the environment. They're not just dead weight sitting there and you don't really value them. Yeah. So these appreciation languages apply in the workplace. They apply to your kids. They apply to your friends you hang out with, they literally apply in all relationships. And it really comes down to making people feel special, feel, feel like that you, you value them being around. There's a reason why they're around. And that's what really fuels people. And if you think about it, one of the McKinsey researches, we probably mentioned this on another podcast, the two key reasons why people are leaving jobs. Mm -hmm. the, the number one is that they don't feel valued. Number two is, you know, not getting work-life balance right. But this sense of feeling valued and appreciated is even more important now as we've moved to more hybrid, flexible working. Yeah. So if somebody's not sitting next door, to, you know, at the next desk or somebody, you're not bumping into each other in the coffee mm -hmm. area, lunch area, the opportunities to say well done or show in some way that you appreciate and value them, yeah. they're lessened. And we need to be that much more intentional about communicating value and appreciation to everybody, but especially people who uh, really matter to us. And when we want to do it with colleagues and so on, if they're not visible to know how to do that in a way that uh, gives you the most results for your for, for your efforts. So absolutely. why don't you well, take I'll, us I'll to the five? Ab absolutely. I'll just come to that in just one second. But just in terms of understanding where this sits and some of the stuff that we 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 share. If you've listened to one of our earlier podcasts, mm. you'd have heard us talk about the emotional bank account and just how important that is. Um, and what this does is speaking somebody's love language or their appreciation language helps you absolutely make deposits into their emotional bank yeah. account this is a fantastic way to get that balance in their emotional bank account back up into positive territory mm -hmm. and when their emotional bank account is in positive territory they are much more likely to respond better to you yeah so if that relationship your relationship is feeling scratchy it's feeling like just not in a good place everything you say they snap back at you and they're just giving you negative vibes yeah. <laughs> shall we say your note to self should be their emotional bank account is not in a good place. What can you be doing to get it back up into a positive place, make some more deposits? And actually speaking their love or their appreciation, appreciation. language yeah. is a fantastic way to get them into a better place. Start making some deposits on purpose. And just to tie that into how we talk about the four habits, love languages or appreciation languages is one of the tools and techniques that we talk about in habit number Absolutely. four connect before you correct because it's a powerful way for building warmth rapport and connection in relationships so how about telling let us, us now, let us get to five? get 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 to the five give us the so any any more cues we need to get no we will we won't hold you in suspense anymore <laughs> let's get to the five so the, the five ways in which people feel valued appreciated love special are words touch quality time acts of service and gifts yeah those are the five 
Now, what's really interesting is we all speak our mother tongue, as, as Gary Chapman helps us understand. We all speak our own mother tongue, and we don't speak other people's mother tongues, at least not many of us. A lot of us are, you know, what's the word? Not bilingual, unilingual, I guess. Yeah. We speak our mother tongue, and we're really fluent in that. We're really good at that, but we're not so good at speaking other people's languages. And we forget that actually they have a different Quite often. So what we've seen is when you're in a relationship with, with a partner or a spouse, with your children, with the people around you in the office, usually... Well, if the relationship is feeling scratchy, a good sign is they've probably got different appreciation or love languages and they're not feeling particularly valued. But usually when we do the, the workshops or when we talk with couples, we find that it's almost like default. People have very different uh, love or appreciation languages. And what actually happens is we're exhausting ourselves trying to communicate value, love, appreciation in the way that it, it speaks most loudly to us. Mm. But we emotionally miss each other because it's just not landing with the other person, certainly not as powerfully as we think it should land because it lands that powerfully with us. Yeah. And so understanding love languages can absolutely help reduce frustration and misunderstanding so that you can communicate the message of value and appreciation in a way that makes sense to the other person, even if it's not the language that would speak yeah. most loudly to you. Well, well like I say, a big um, cue or a big note to self should be if the relationship feels scratchy, one thing you should be checking, it may not be this, it's not this is every single, uh, of course, not, not every time. But more often than not, a big thing, big part of it is the other person is just not feeling valued or appreciated or loved or special. Mm -hmm. So you should be checking if the relationship feels scratchy, just check in with yourself, think hmm, maybe their appreciation or love, love language is not being spoken, or at least <laughs> it might be being spoken. We'll talk about that in a, more, more in a moment, but it's not being heard by them. Yeah. And if it's not being heard by them, you're wasting your time. So you really need to be learning what their language is and speaking that. So let's, why don't we, why don't we run through them? Well, yeah, one more point to make there. On, it just came to mind is this is so powerful with teenagers as they go oh, yeah. through the mm -hmm. years of, you know, half adult, half child, lots of emotional or hormonal changes that come up, your words come out wrong. One mm. of the ways to get uh, to keep the connection really strong is to understand what speaks love and value and appreciation to them most loudly and be intentional about doing that so that you can keep the connection as strong as possible. No. Okay, so now shall we go into well, the, we, 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 we said what the five are. Let, let's go into them. What order should we do them? So, so how about this? I have an idea. So, um, because we don't naturally speak each other's love language, and you'll hear more about that in a bit. How about I do yours, you do okay. mine, and then okay. we'll cover the fifth. Okay, um, we'll share what we've learned about each other's. <laughs> there you go. That that's keeping it real. Yeah, not yeah, me speaking my own real. language. What I've learned learned about Andrea. So. Okay, so what are they? So of the five, so let's start with words. Yeah. Because words is very much Andrea's appreciation language. She likes good words, complimentary words. She will never have enough of me saying, you look good, that was great, uh, you did a great job. If, if So if I ask her that, if I say that, usually she'll say, if I say to her, you look good, she'll say, oh, why? Tell me, why, why do I look good? She's really looking for me to unpack that a bit more, <laughs> tell her exactly why she looks good. You know, why do I think she looks good? It's not just a throwaway comment. You know, you, I don't just say, yeah, that it was has great. to be genuine. It has to be words. genuine, and she wants to know why, so she's yeah. unpacking that. Whereas on, on the flip side, for somebody who's not a words person like myself, words like that, if, you, if you're praising me and giving me that kind of positive affirmation in that context, I'm thinking, 
hang on, is there something wrong here? Do you want you something suspicious. from me? I get suspicious. Do you want something from me? Is this genuine? Um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't land as well with me. Yeah. Um, so. I was going to say for words, people, words, genuine words, that is, are literally the wind beneath our wings. Yeah. It, it, it it lifts us, makes us fly yeah. because uh, the power, you know, that that, uh, that proverb, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Mm. That is so true for words, people. Yeah. And there's there's no um, substitute for, for giving them positive words. They really need that. And really, really importantly, because words are so important to words, people, the flip side, negative words are super damaging to them, super hurtful, yeah, harsh, uh, criticism, harsh criticism, any doubly, words, yeah. du doubly bad. It's like a double whammy. Yeah. So one, because they're not getting the positive words that they enjoy and they need for the fuel, but now they're getting negative words. It's like, oh, wow, that's a double whammy. It really can be crushing to them. Now, if you're not a words person, you won't understand this because you're like, that's just words. You know, words don't mean anything. Water off a duck's back. Yeah, well, exactly. What they say, you know, the people who would say sticks and stones can hurt my bones, but words would never harm me. They ain't the worst people. You never get a words person. <laughs> worst people that. would never say things like that because yeah. words can be, they understand the real power of words. Hmm, that's, that's unfair to put it that way. For them, words have a real impact. Yeah. They, Real they impact land powerfully, for them. absolutely. They land powerfully with them. Love's loudest language yeah. for words people is words, yeah. either said or written, yeah. absolutely. And again, don't get us wrong. Everybody appreciates, you know, well done, you know, done a good job, etc. But for but for words people, it's it's that extra fuel. It's it's oxygen. They need that oxygen. They 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 breathe. They live on that. Yeah, it really fuels them. And I know that, that we're doing a podcast that covers both harmony at home and thriving at work. But you can use the words "I love you" on 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 show. You know? Can that. I? Can I? <laughs> well, I do. I do love you. Oh, there you go. See. Go on, what's the next question? Wait, 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 Why? Wait. Tell me. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. That, so it's a words absolutely matter yeah, and be absolutely. careful about the words that we use, especially for people who have uh, words as their most powerful love language. We need to be intentional about the good mm -hmm. ones and really, really careful about criticism. So yeah. the next one then, I'll do quality time. All right, which is one that's of your, absolutely one of mine. Yeah, yeah, right up there. Top ones. And uh, for quality time people, love is spelt T-I-M-E. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about passing time around each other it's about being really present that undivided attention mm -hmm. uh, and one of the ways that i discovered just how important this was is the the frustration that i'd sensed from you when we were driving on a long journey and, <laughs> oh yes i remember <laughs> you know sometimes on a long journey john will be driving and before knowing the impact of all this stuff with love languages i would use the time to uh, check emails or check social media or make phone <laughs> calls and he would get upset uh, in a way that I just couldn't understand what was going on. But the message that I was delivering was that here we are together in the car, great uh quality time for, for opportunity. John opportunity yeah. to spend time together and really feed his emotional bank account by being present and enjoying great conversation. But I was giving that attention to everybody else. So it felt like everybody else was more important than him. Yep. And, and, you know, the frustration would just mount 
until we were able to talk about what it felt like for John with me being on the phone. So I've learned that being present, uh, spending one-on-one time together is really important. And even doing things that I know you like, if you're working on some DIY thing, just being there and holding the flashlight or helping to get doing stuff things together. Just to, to do doing things, things together, together is important to you, which, really, which is really kind of sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. But, <laughs> but, I, but I need to be more intentional about um, being present and not definitely not giving the wrong message mm. by, you know, giving other people attention and, and not giving well, that, that to that, you. That, um point about the other people attention is a really important one for a quality time person especially in this day of mobile phones and yeah. you know laptops and tablets all the distractions out there because the moment that phone pings and we're in a conversation together and that moment that phone pings and you're like okay i need to take this if it's an important call of course we get it yeah. But it shouldn't be that just because it's pinged, that's more important than, than me. Yeah. One of my big frustrations is you could be in a, a shop, yeah. you're buying something in a store and you get to the checkout and you've been waiting in line to, to buy something and the phone rings and they pick up the phone and they say, can you just wait for a minute? I'm like, well, who's more important here? Just because <laughs> the phone is rung, are they more important than yeah, me? Yeah. That's exactly the same message that you're communicating. Yeah. Just because this phone has pinged or dinged, it, it could be some ridiculously random alert. Yeah. Why is that more important than me and the conversation that we're having? Yeah. Now, of course, there are important things that could be coming through. You could be getting a really important call or whatever. But but just manage just it around the habit, that. The habit of yeah. being fully present. Yeah, the habit of being fully present. You know, if, if you're expecting a special... A me- an important message to come through tee it up you know yeah. there could be a call coming through that i'm expecting if it does come through i might need to take it all that kind of stuff sets the expectations yeah. in advance otherwise you're communicating the message that every ping or ding that comes up on that phone is more important than you sorry i just need to keep looking at my phone all the time yeah it's not a great message to be on the receiving end of that and the key thing for quality time people were saying is wherever you are with them be there be, there. be fully there be fully present and of course, if you're a manager and you've booked a meeting with a quality time person, be very, very careful if you need to cancel it. Firstly, don't cancel it, mm-hmm. keep it. Mm-hmm. Because if quality time is important to them and you will get onto this, but they'll be the ones who will always want to have that one-on-one meeting. So if you have to cancel it, communicate the real the, the reason why it, it you had no choice and make sure to rebook it. Otherwise the message you'll be giving is they're not important and everything else you had to do Absolutely. is more important than them. So re- really, really uh, important to understand quality time yeah. as a loud language of love, value, and appreciation for some people. Yeah, and, then the next and one it's one is... of the most important ones, really. Of course. <laughs> I would say that because it's mine. <laughs> All right, so that's um, so words and quality, and quality time. time. Touch. 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 Mm-hmm. Touch is another big one for Andrea. She is, she likes touch. She values physical touch yeah. not nothing sexual this is not about a sex, sexual touch at all so don't some people who are there who might be thinking oh this that's what this is about no not at all this is just physical connection so touch people love hugs they, these are the people who love big bear hugs yeah that you very rare i don't think i've ever come across a touch person who will come up to you and just give you a, a you know a, what they call it an air kiss just yeah. mwah, mwah, <laughs> side to side or, or just a a, a, a non-engaged not a good pat or handshake or something like that you know touch people are into it sort of full full on on. yeah full on into it they'll give you a bear hug 
um, a fist bump, a high five, yeah, yeah. you know, in the office where touch has to be appropriate. Yeah. Uh, but some, some version, you know, a pat on the shoulder, some version of appropriate touch is just what, what we touch yeah. people do. Naturally. Touch people do, do naturally. And they expect that that's how they connect. So you could be talking to a touch person and they will be, you know, as you say, you're sitting next to them, like we're, we're, well, you might not see this on the, on the podcast here, but we are sitting in the same room side by side here. Um, but they will be, you might, they might tap you on the knee or the thigh or what have you, or it's the just, arm, or the arm. Or it's yeah. just what they do in conversation. Very tactile. Very tactile. And if you're not a touch person, that might confuse you. It might throw you, you might think maybe this person is coming on to me yeah. or something. It's, it's got nothing to do with that. It's just, they're expressive and they speak with their hands a lot. Yeah. And they, they might touch you as they're going. It's just what touch people do. Yeah. And uh, I remember one of the challenges we had early in our career, career early, early in our relationship in our, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. was uh, as a touch person, we're walking along, I would naturally slip my hand in yours and, you know, attempt to hold hands. Mm -hmm. And that made you really uncomfortable. Well it, it? well, it did, because I, I think culturally for me, I, well, one, I'm not a touch person. So maybe the culture is, I, I wouldn't say it's an excuse, but it's, um, it's, it's certainly where I came from and also yeah. not being a touch person as well. This, this was just alien to me. Yeah. For me, touch was something between couples that you kept to the bedroom. Yeah. You, you wouldn't be sort of walking down the road holding hands. That was just odd. Why would you do that was yeah. my take. Yeah. So Whereas you, for me, I would do it and be very unconscious about doing yeah. it until I feel you kind of pat my hand and then gently Yeah, I'd say, okay, that's good. That's very nice. Okay, can we just maintain our distance? Here? And I would feel so rejected until we, you know, I understood what was going on and understood how uncomfortable it made you feel. Yeah. And and, and in fairness, I've, I've learned, I think I've grown a little bit in that area. Yay. I've learned a little bit of the, of the touch. Well, certainly learn to show touch to you because I know it's important to you. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's uh, if, if you're not a touch person, it, touch can make you feel very, uncomfortable so for me I'll, I'll give you an example with that so on the touch front so andrea is very because she's a touch person she loves a massage you know she could be there with a massage you're you're do she, she will tell you this massage hurts so good yeah. i'm like how does that even possible Needing through the hurt so the no mouth. hurt is bad hurt hurts so good <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me but she'll be there going oh that's so good oh no not for me for me if you if and I'm, i'd fall asleep she, she can fall asleep in a massage now, I, I can't even get my head around that. For me, anybody puts their hands within 12 yes. inches, 6 inches of my body, I'm super alert. I, I'm aware that you're there. There's no world in which I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. For me, it's, I'm just hypersensitive well, hyper to touch in a different way. Yeah. It doesn't relax me. It puts me on high alert. Yeah. You're touching me now. You're in my space. What are you doing yeah. is, is my reaction to touch. So very, very different responses. And I learned that in uh, kind of in the extreme, didn't I? Where presuming that uh one of your colleagues who we knew oh was yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. To a hug I remember. <laughs> and went to hug him and as it turns out he's neurodivergent to the point where you know getting into his physical space makes him so uncomfortable and when i went to hug him he just stiffened he and froze. stood with his hands beside him and i thought oh my goodness i guess not everybody uh, liked hugs uh, and it certainly had the opposite impact to mm -hmm. what I thought mm -hmm. it would have done so I've had to learn uh, to respect the fact that not everybody values touch and, not, and the same with words and get to know what communicates love and value to them if that's a message I want to to, yeah. to, to communicate and not just default to 
being the proverbial Englishman on holiday, like in France, you know, speaking more slowly and more loudly, uh, your own language when you're still speaking English. Mm. It's just not going to land uh, if you're trying to speak French. Yeah. The, the, um, I mean, we spoke at the beginning about the question, you know, what, what do I want? I want warmth and more warmth, less frustration in the relationship. Mm. How do I get that? One, one of the things I learned that because Andra enjoys and appreciates and values touch, if she's feeling frustrated, just putting my arms around her and giving her a hug. You've learned my secret. I've learned her secret. I learned, and I know what to do now. Just that, that can calm her down. Now, if she's really, really frustrated, then it doesn't work so easily. You kind of got to do several, several goals in it to get there. I'm frustrated with you. Especially if she's frustrated with me. But wanted. <laughs> yeah. And it, it can still help. So you've got to approach it sensitively. Of course, you're not just going to go up and grab them and, you know, hope for, you know, hope for the best. It doesn't work like that. But it, it can do, doing it can certainly have have an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that happened with our son when he was a baby at uh, oh yes. just started yeah, 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 school yeah, kindergarten, yeah. and we'd be on a long journey. Of, you know, we were at that time living about half an hour away from mm. the school, and on a Friday evening when he just started school, he would be past it and just in tears, you know, meltdown yeah, in the back much, of the yeah, car. Yeah. And I remember just reaching my hand back and, you know, I said, would you like to hold mommy's hand? And he was in the middle of sobbing and tears and half of him would be like, no, I want to stay frustrated. But the other half was yes. And the minute he held on to my hand, you could almost feel the energy draining or the anger, frustration draining. And he'd just fall asleep just from touch. Yeah. So yeah, really, really powerful the when beauty, we get it right. When we get it right. I was going to say the beauty of that one is we had an automatic car. Yeah. So it meant she could have yeah, yeah. one hand back yeah, and holding was... him. And... <laughs> we wouldn't have to keep a hand going backwards and forwards to the gear stick. That just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. But no, absolutely. So powerful to be able to just communicate that value of message, of, 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 of value, of love and appreciation through the correct messaging, which was touch in that yeah. situation there. So we've done three words, uh, quality, time and touch. Next is acts of service, which is your other big one. Absolutely. And acts of service is something I had to get my head around because this is, uh, you know, some people say talk is cheap. Actions speak louder. It's all about the words. actions. Show me the actions. That's, that's what <laughs> acts of service people, yeah. you know, basically they're a mantra for acts of service people. And it's not about uh, doing anything out of obligation. That doesn't land well. Right. It is sacrificially doing something out of love, something that they would have had to do that you choose to do on their behalf. So like with John, one of the things that you do is we're kind of traditional in this way. You take out the bins, but on an evening, if John was late or I knew he was going to be tired as soon, I took the bins out, that would say to you, I thought about you and I did yeah, something exactly. for you. You and knew that, I would come home, I'd be tired, I'd still go and do it, but yeah. hey, you've made my life a little bit easier. Thank you, I really appreciate that. Yeah, you thought of me and did yeah. something for me. So if somebody's in the office and they're an acts of service person and you see them working late, walking out, giving them a pat on the shoulder or saying, you know, you got this, I believe in you, that's just annoying to an acts of service person. Well, what would communicate value is rolling your sleeves up and saying, how can I help you get this done so you can get home earlier? Yeah. Or uh, yeah, To an acts of service person, talk is cheap. Don't, don't give me the words. Don't give me the talk. Show me. Yeah. Now, the, the, the really interesting thing is we all assume that our way is the right way. Yeah. So I would say talk is cheap. Now, for me, the, the assumption is that talk is cheap for you as well. Yeah. Whereas, no, you're saying actually the words. Now, of course, there has to be some substance behind it. I can't just yeah. give you all talk and no action. You'd be like, what is that about? Yeah. But if I give you the words, you, you hear that and you value that and you expect that there's some action coming behind it. But for you, the words are really powerful. Whereas for me, the words 
I'm not really interested in the words. I need to see it. I need to see yeah. it happen. Then I then I believe it. So I remember that time with the car. This is a classic of thankfully understanding mm-hmm, the power mm-hmm, of love mm-hmm. languages. I do remember. Yes. All so right, on, um, sure. it, it's an old car. That, you know, the car wasn't worth that much. Laws changed our own hands held, you know, being hands free to speak on the phone. And so I asked John to just get me a simple earpiece, something that would allow me to speak on the phone uh, legally, hands free. And I thought it was just going to be a simple, you know, plug it in the ear, plug it in the in the phone. A Bluetooth earpiece or something. Yeah. yeah. And John took the car away. And that wasn't anything surprising because you usually go to the garage Mm -hmm, and do mm -hmm. MOTs and stuff. And when he came back, he said, I want to show you something in the car. And I went out there. There was a huge red ribbon across the dashboard and an all singing, all dancing (laughs) in car, you know, audio system. And I thought, wow. So I was in two minds. The mind that if I didn't understand the love language, it could have gone really wrong because in my head I was thinking this must have cost so much. Probably more than the car's worth. It so much more. Much. It, looked, it looked better than it actually was. <laughs> so much more. It than, was more than an earpiece, to be fair. An earpiece. Yeah, yeah. Why did he spend that money? But because I understood this stuff, I realized this was John speaking love in his loudest language, where he, it was, you know, acts of service with, with bells and whistles on. And so we were able to enjoy the moment of me saying, yeah. me appreciating your gesture of, love and kindness and yeah well, it was great yeah it, it, it was your car really well. i wanted you to have something special you yeah. know you could get in the car you could have music you could do all, all the things that you wanted yeah. to do yeah. in, in a nice way so. absolutely so that worked really well yeah. so amazing and then the the so that's acts of service and you know that's one of the examples of how getting it right is so important and then the gifts fifth, is the, number fifth five, the fifth and final one is gifts now gifts is a really interesting language yeah. And it's not one that either of us got initially yeah. at all because neither of us are gifts people. Yeah. So gifts, gifts, the gifts language, love language or appreciation language is it speaks loudly to people when they receive something physical. They receive a gift and that makes them feel really special. Yeah. Now, we used to think that was just commercial. You know, what do you want? To, that's not a proper appreciation language. You want, you know, you want our own languages what speak to us. But we, we've come across... A number of people on our journey now, maybe you want to share about some of them, a number of people on the journey where actually receiving a gift is the most important thing to them. It's what makes them feel special beyond measure. Yeah. And it's the thought that counts. That's the thing that matters for gifts people. Uh, You thought of me and you did something about it and you went and got something tangible for uh to show me love and it's not about money this is something that we got really wrong because for neither of us you know gifts was in our blind spot we didn't really appreciate the the powerful love language that it's not a commercial thing at all now but it's not commercial it's it's really about the thought it could be as simple as picking a flower or something that you know somebody really loves like us you know we go to a different country get a big bridge fridge get my teeth back in a fridge <laughs> fridge magnet, magnet yes uh something really simple yeah. but it just communicates the the, the message that you thought about them and one of the ways we got this really wrong was with our daughter gifts has always been her love language and when we look back we can see the pattern of behavior where even when she mm. went on school trips mm. with just a little bit of pocket money she'd always find a way to buy a mm-hmm. sweet or so just thinking about each of us and bringing something back 
and uh, she would give us her shopping list, wouldn't she? Like Christmas or birthday. Yep. Uh, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but in our heads, we still wanted to do the surprise thing. So we'd get a few things from the list, but we'd get something that wasn't on the list and couldn't understand why she got so frustrated because for her, we're spending money on something that didn't really matter to her and ignoring the very clear requests for things that communicate love and appreciation and so on to her. So, yeah, yeah that was a lot to learn. Yeah. So the, the so th those are the five. Those are the five are the with five. some examples, some really, stories. Really important to understand them and to understand that not everybody has the same one. Yeah. I, I can't, can't put it more more um, simply than that, better than that. Don't assume that their language is your language. Learn yeah. their language. It, interesting to know what yours is. Really interesting. And if you can help share that, maybe other people can make you feel the love. But if you want them to feel special and improve the quality in the relationship, make deposits into their emotional bank account. You have to learn what their language is and speak that. Yeah. So I guess the obvious question then is, how will I know what their language is? Well, there are really two ways that you, you know what somebody's appreciation or love language is. One, watch what they do. Yeah. Observe them. Not in a creepy kind of a way, but watch what they do. Yeah. Uh, see what they do. See how they... Um, how they show appreciation to you. Yeah. Because they're speaking their language. Remember everybody, speak everybody speaks language, their own, yeah. everybody speaks their own mother tongue. Yeah. And what's the second one? And the, the second one is watch what they complain about. Watch what they complain <laughs> about. Listen to what they complain about. You never tell me I look nice or you never spend any time with me. All those uh, complaints are really big clues that that's what their love language is. That's what they'd appreciate the most. Yeah. Yeah, so really important to get those, those two right. Now, two things to to be really mindful of here. Yeah. Because if you if you if you don't do do this stuff and you don't make those connections, make those deposits, there are two things that happen here. Well, well, firstly, you leave that person vulnerable to other people who are speaking their appreciation language or their yeah. love language, because as people, we need that. We have deep intimacy needs. Yeah. And if you are their partner, well, let's let's move into a uh, into a work into a home context for a moment. We'll talk about mm -hmm. work in a second. But in a home context, if you are not speaking people's appreciation language and somebody else is speaking that to them, what happens there is they're not getting what they need from you. And all of a sudden, somebody else out there is is getting their attention. And before just long, automatically, automatically speaking their, their, speaking their love language, language and they, they just happen to be doing that. They hear that. And all of a sudden, their head starts to turn towards that person, yeah. metaphorically, and they're hearing what they're saying and, and away from you. Yeah. And you can leave them vulnerable to attention from other people that can lead to a, a dark path, take them down, you know, into extramarital affairs or whatever it happens to be just relationships with other people when those relationships could be with you, should be with you perhaps. Well, so, it's both, it's, it's both in the home context. I was going to say in, the, in the work context as well, pick up on that. Well, what's the favorite line that we like to say? People go, people go where they feel um, welcomed. welcomed, but they stay where, where they, they feel, feel valued. valued and that's for both contexts both at home. home and at work yeah and and in a work context if people aren't feeling valued before long uh they might get a call from a headhunter they see an ad in a newspaper or something else and the grass looks green on the other side or they and, just feel and they, so... and they, well, they, then, they then turn up for an interview or something and they're all welcome hey come on in you look good and they're flattered etc the grass looks it looks like it really is going to be green on the other side and they're off because the grass on this side is burnt and nobody's showing me any value why yeah. do I want to stick around? Yeah, uh, yeah, or just get so disillusioned that it really doesn't matter uh, yeah. what they're going to next. Even if they don't have anything, they might just sign off 
uh, emotionally, if not physically, yeah. in the in the current yeah. job. So, so, so two things. I was going to say two things to to really be mindful of. You want to talk about them with blind spots and yeah, and, well, and, and and well, so two things. No. Well, I've, I've mentioned the blind spots. So with the blind spots, what that is is we we tend to miss other people's appreciation languages or love languages because we do not value them. Yeah. So for for us, we, we've said this already. Yeah, um, gifts was gifts one. was in our blind spot. I I just didn't. I couldn't see how somebody could gifts could be as important to some people as. Quality, quality time, time or, yeah. or acts of service are to me. It's like, no, that just, just that didn't compute in my brain. It's only when I started understanding gifts people more, I realized actually this stuff is as important to them. So when I when we say it's in, in your blind spot, you could miss it. So if somebody around you has a, an appreciation or a love language that really isn't yours, and you've just been speaking your own language to them and not theirs, they're, they're left feeling unvalued, unloved, appreciation, un, unappreciated because you're not speaking their language. Yeah, absolutely. What you are speaking is your language. So the other thing to watch out for is what we call black holes because it really is you are throwing all your love and your appreciation, your value. All your energy. All your energy a, a, down a black hole. Space, yeah. It literally is landing nowhere. It's water off a duck's back. Use whatever analogy you, mm. you, you like to use. But you are pouring love and appreciation and value into a hole that is not going anywhere. It's not yeah. landing anywhere and you're missing the point. Yeah. And you still leave them feeling unappreciated, unvalued and vulnerable to somebody else yeah. who is speaking their language. So things to be really mindful of, watch out for those. And you know, you'll find that the more you understand this, the more you start to understand why people have been getting frustrated uh, or responding in a surprising way to you, you know, not as appreciative of a gesture that you mm -hmm, might have mm -hmm, done mm -hmm. or getting really upset about something that you think is simple. A lot of the times it's misunderstood love languages at play yeah. where people might be, you might be trying to communicate love in the way you know how, communicate appreciation the way you would like it best. And yeah. it's just not having the impact on the other person or they might be trying to communicate it to you and getting really frustrated that you're not understanding or you're not understanding them. And when you think about, you know, family get togethers, holiday seasons where you're spending more time around family, the more that you understand love languages, the more you can make the experience really great, uh, more warmth and less frustration. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's where we started this conversation, yeah. wasn't it? If you, if you want that warmth and you are feeling frustrated, just park your own frustrations for a moment. Yeah. And just think, actually, hang on, how can I help the other person get to a better place? Because yeah. if you can help them get to a better place, they're likely to respond better to you. Remember that two to tango thing we spoke yeah. about right at the beginning? If you can help them get to a better place, you're likely to reap the benefits of that down the road. Mm -hmm. So you want to start, as I say, be sacrificial if you can, but park your own emotions for a moment, but make deposits into their emotional bank account. And the great way to do that, or a fantastic way to do that is learn their love or appreciation language and don't stop there start speaking it yeah and speak it loudly ways, practice yeah. it you know speak show, show them a value and appreciation in the way that means something to them and you will over time start to receive to, to reap the benefits and receive uh, a better response and a better reaction from them and the thing to remember is it will feel foreign like learning a foreign yeah. language yeah. but like you had to learn to hold hands uh, and thankfully do it and, uh, and, and to show now. words and, and <laughs> maybe i'm a sad simple person but because words didn't come naturally to me i used to have to write it down to make yeah. a note in my diary say remember, remember to tell andrea how much i love her <laughs> remember to tell her that she looks good or what have you because i would think it 
but it wouldn't come out of my mouth because it wasn't natural to me. Well, because for you, you felt it would be patronizing <laughs> me. And yeah. I'm like, patronize away, baby. <laughs> so, I, so I had to put little reminders to myself to actually do that. And hopefully I've got a little bit better at that over time. Yeah, I can still always have. improve, yeah. but do what it takes to help build that muscle, to learn that habit of but, showing appreciation in a way that means something to them. But it's like me with quality time. You know, when you're off doing something, working on something, doing some DIY, for me, that's a good cue to go off and do something myself because yeah. you're busy. But I have to remind myself to make myself just be present in a way that I know you'd enjoy, depending on what you're doing, of course. Absolutely. Like, not if you're changing tires. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> hey, you can come and do that as well. That works for me as well. We can do it together. You can help me hold. Anyway, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, so the point is, um, Spend that time. it won't feel mm -hmm. natural. We have to be intentional about speaking the other person's love language. If indeed we want to feed their emotional bank account and create more warmth in the relationship. So that's, that's where we're going to end it for now. We encourage you to, of, all, of course, we want you to share all the podcasts, but definitely this one, um, share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, because the more people understand about love languages or appreciation languages, the more you can understand each other and build warmth in relationships. But while you're sharing it, like it, give us a review, Absolutely. Uh, a, a good one as well. Uh, of, of please. Yes. Well, well, we hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And and clearly, all that that those activities of subscribing, following, liking, make it more visible to other people out there, and other people can get to benefit from it. Yeah. And if share you, the love. Share the love. Let's let's share, share the, the love. love. And if you and if you would like also to to go deeper with this, we we expand on this in in our book. Yes. Uh, which is available on Amazon and all good booksellers out book there. Stores. The four habits of all successful relationships. But we also take you through. Um, the, the love languages and the appreciation languages and show you some more examples and how you can actually start to build some of these habits in practice in your relationships in our online course, which is out, out recently. In the, in the, our brand new, refreshed and revitalized, uh, we're now calling it Relationship Success Accelerator. You can find out about, in the, about that in the show notes. We've got it on for a special, a really special price at the, at the moment. moment. Really special. What's Not going to last what's long. It, some crazy price, $49, I think, something like that we've got yeah. it out there for, but it's a short online course that will take you through the steps of actually learning some of these habits on practice, sorry, on purpose to put things into practice in your relationships so you can actually start developing habits that will on purpose strengthen your relationship rather than be doing things unintentionally that are damaging your relationship. So check that out if you'd like, as I say, in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, I think with that, it's a wrap. With that, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We're so glad you were able to join us for this episode. Hopefully, you found it really impactful and powerful for you. As Andrew said, if you're in, if you're in holiday season or just generally at any time in life, if your relationships are feeling frustrating, challenged, think to yourself, what can I be doing to invest in the relationship to help the other person, support them, get them to a better place? Because you then reap the rewards of that. And the relationship starts to get into a better and better place and you move to more warmth and more warmth, less, frustration. less frustration. So thanks for being with us and we'll see you in the next episode. See you next time. Bye-bye for now. We hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did and you want to hear more, the best thing to do is subscribe. Then you'll never miss an episode. There's a new one every Friday. You can stay connected with us on social media at The Four Habits for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and to participate in discussions related to the show. We always love to hear from you. And of course, if you've enjoyed this podcast, 
please leave us a review on your preferred platform to allow us to reach more listeners and help people around the globe radically transform the way they do relationships so they too can enjoy better harmony at home, thrive at work and win at life.